but you, you we've got to know he's good. We've got to know his love in a way that's personal to us because that's the power, that's the secret sauce that really changes everything about us. And it, man, it opened my eyes to different, I saw people differently, I felt about people differently. And I, and today I'm loving how it makes my heart feel. I love that, that now, you know, just like you said, forgiveness is almost an automatic thing now. Now, whereas before, sometimes I'd have to pray for months to try to get <laughs> forgiveness for somebody, you know? And I wanted to, but it was hard because it hurt too bad. Yeah. But now it's just like, I don't even have to think about it. You're forgiven. Okay, you're, you did it, you're forgiven. <laughs> yeah. And that's the power. That's the power of the grace of God, the love of God. That's why I'm crazy about it, man. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited to have on the show my friend Rick Manis, and I'm going to introduce him. And I'm excited to have you watching or listening, whether you're watching the video podcast or the audio. I'm glad that you're here. Let me introduce Rick. Rick is a spiritual encourager, author, and speaker, imparting the revelation of the unconditional and unlimited love of God to individuals and groups around the world. He has written four books and developed a curriculum designed to lead people to live a life of heaven on earth. Rick surrendered his life to Jesus Christ in 1979 after living a life of self-destruction and addiction. Rick attended Rama Bible College. That's where I went to school. After serving as an associate pastor, he pioneered and pastored a church in Titusville, Florida for close to a decade. Then, since then, he's been traveling and ministering a message of God's extraordinary love. Madames and Messieurs, I present to you Rick Manis. All right. <laughs> Hey, wasn't ready for that applause. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, man. Rick, welcome, bro. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. It's good to be with you. Good to see you. Yeah. I haven't known Rick for very long, but when we met, we hit it right off and found out um, a little while after I met him that we have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a mutual friend. Yeah, Andrew Lloyd. Now, yeah. was he, were you the best man at his wedding? He was the best man at mine. At yours. Okay, I couldn't, I, I didn't yeah. remember which, which one it was. I know it was yeah, one or the go, other. That, that's awesome. We go way back. Yeah, I've been knowing Andrew for, for quite some time. Actually, I talked about him Sunday and his restaurant in Titusville called Lloyd Have Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creative name. Love yeah. It. Yeah. I love that name. And I shared the story a, a little bit about how God turned that restaurant around for him. And I've, mm. I've, I haven't been. Have you? Oh, yeah. I've been there quite a few times. Judy and I. Good, good food. I mean, it just it keeps building. And God, you know, God turned it around during COVID when everybody else was shutting down. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, he's. <laughs> He's a man of faith, you know, <laughs> he, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's like a lot of us do. We, we, we all, we all deal with a lot of things. We go through a lot of things, but he's one of those that, uh, probably like, I'm sure like, if you're still here, you've done it and I've done it. And, uh, you know, 
when when times are hard, you stick with God and you hold on to to God's word and His promises, and uh, and you trust Him. And yeah. God always uh, proves to be trustworthy every single time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, we're going to get into what we're going to get into. And uh, let me tell you that, Rick, I really appreciate this brother and how he is just, um, he has a deep revelation of God's love. And uh, no matter what he talks about, it always is going to get back around to God's love. And and I I just love that about Rick. In fact, in preparing uh, for this podcast, I was playing on an old hymn. Love Train by the OJs. You remember that? That's my hymn. That's my yeah. I'm, I'm on that train. <laughs> People all over the world. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to play it. So I, like if, yeah, yeah. Because if I if I played it, we get hit with copyright issues. But if I sing right. it, they'll, they'll never catch it because because I sing bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sing it so good that I sound just like OJs. So they oh, would probably you? hit you with copyright. Oh, oh I oh, sound just like them. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm totally joking. <laughs> yeah, people all over the world, join hands. Join the love train, man. You don't need to buy a ticket. Just right. It don't cost you nothing. Just get on board because of that's, the finished work of Jesus, man. Wow. That's, that's my message right there. There we go, man. Yeah, so um, you had shared um, in, in the notes that you sent me that we manifest a love that comes only from the kingdom of God. Talk about the kingdom of God and what, what that's all about. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm glad for that, that lead in right there. Um, the kingdom of God is, is, is um, the place of God. It's the place where all the good and God stuff comes from. It's the place where there's nothing but life. There's nothing but good. There's nothing but light. There's nothing but love. And there's nothing less than that. Um, it's that which has been forever and always will be. And it's a separate kingdom from, from the kingdom of this world. And that's the thing that we want to remember that it's, 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 it's separate. So it's different and it's better. Uh, and a lot of times we want to, we want to try to deal with this world with the way that the world deals with things. Uh, the Bible called that, you know, uh, carnal weaponry. And, um, so the kingdom of heaven is a place where love comes from. It created all things by love, gave us salvation by love, holds all things together by love, love, life, and light. They're all, they're all interchangeable anywhere in the Bible. If it says love, you can put life or you can put light or vice versa. Um, God is love and everything that that comes from that kingdom and that kingdom is within us. It's Mm -hmm. not out there. That kingdom is, has been placed within us. And therefore, that love of God has been poured out in our hearts. And that is the thing. When Jesus came and planted that seed of his kingdom in us, and he did say it was like a seed, but it would increase and it would, it would, it would, it would continue on. And, and of the increase of it, there would be no end. And so the whole plan was that he planted that kingdom in the earth with his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to the Father and the giving of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, since that time, peace has been in the earth. Love has been in the earth. All the fruit of the spirit has been here, but it's been in our hearts. And creation is looking for the fruit of that, the manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I talk about when I talk about, you know, the love war. You know, I say we're in a, we're in a, uh, we're in a, we're in a battle, so to speak. But it doesn't look like a carnal fight because we're not using carnal weapons. Mm. We're bringing in love. 
And I love the scripture that says that creation is looking for the manifestation of the children of God. And this is our manifestation. See, it's not just, it's not just, um, creation's not just looking for us um, to ban abortion. And I'm all pro-life. I mean, you know, I'm all mm-hmm. for, for, for saving the babies, but that's not what creation's really longing for. Creation's longing for the manifestation of, of, of God himself, which is, which is love. And that is what can change this world. From the inside out, yeah, no, and that, so that's good. Yeah, because sometimes so when we talk about no, I was going to say I was, I was thinking about when the things that we tend to be known for is like when people are p- picketing abortion clinics or just and then the news always puts that in front of people, and so in the world we we tend to be known for um, stuff we're against. Exactly. Right. And that's, the, right. that's 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 not the thing that we should be known for. We should be known right. for what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, how are they going to know? How will they really know? Jesus said they'll know you by your love. And and it's easy for us to go around saying we love Jesus. But what really impresses the world is if they see we can love Judas uh, <laughs> or somebody, somebody else that might be against us, somebody mm-hmm. that might hate us. How do we how, how do we? How do we deal with that? Can that can that love of Christ that's been shown to to you and I can that same love come through us to those that maybe even hate us the same way that Christ did? And and as we as we live that way, then we're not just taking stands for Christ; we're being Christ. Mm. And that's what our hurting world needs. Our world hurts hurting right now. And we're and and I don't think there's ever been a time that we the church have ever been more relevant, because we really carry the answer. And the answer is not to hit them back when they hit us. The answer is not to, to try to just annihilate them. The answer is 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 the same love that changed my heart that can change the the rest of the world if they can taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. But yeah, like you know what you said, we uh, in in our day right now the the church world or Christianity. They're known for what they're against. And a lot of the people in the world think that that means we're against them. And mm-hmm. so they're not tasting love. And so um, so there's a way to bring that out. He said they will know by their love. When, when creation, when, 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 when the people can see that kind of love coming out of us, then they'll know, they'll taste God and, and they'll recognize we're his disciples, truly indeed, and we're, and we're, and we're his children. And that love, and there again, when I say that, that's not just, okay, go out there and love everybody now, because that's hard to do. People can't, can't do that on their own. It's too hard. Right. Unless, unless we have found out that God truly loves us. And that's my story, Alice. When I found out that God really loved me, the, next, the thing I started noticing after that was it was changing me. Yeah. It was changing how I saw other people. It was changing how I felt about them. And it changed my understanding. I started to understand why people did what they did. And, and I felt like it was God giving me the eyes of, 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 of my father to where I could, I could see why God loves people that may be doing horrible things, maybe things we could even say wicked things in some cases, but we can still see them through our father's eyes and understand why he still thinks they're precious and why he still thinks they're beautiful. Because the whole world's just trying to survive. They're all trying to protect themselves. They're scared. Mm-hmm. 
and perfect love casts out that fear. Yes. And so I'm 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 involved in you know what I what I call the love war that um, I'm not going to change the world by myself, but I can love who's in front of me, and I can talk about that love, and I can demonstrate that love, and I can tell people about it. And Judy and I do it on purpose. We find, we on purpose in the, in recent years we have put ourselves in in worlds that we as churchy Christians would not normally have been in. And we've started doing those things on purpose because, because we want people to taste something that maybe they didn't know was out there. And that's a love that has melted my heart, has changed everything about me, has made all the difference, and it's made such a difference. I'm 100% convinced that every soul needs to know this truth, that God is good, he's gracious, and he loves them unconditionally. Right, right. And that's where it starts, right? Understanding, like, what First John says, hearing is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And once we yeah. receive the love that the Father has for us, then we can pass it on. Like, for years, I talked about loving others, and we need to walk in love, walk in love, and love God, love others. But I didn't have a revelation of the love of the Father for me. All right? Yeah, me too. And then when I discovered how much God loved, loved me, once I got a revelation of God's unconditional love and grace and found out what grace was all about, man, it just, it was like scales fell off of my eyes. And then, now it's easy to love people. Before yeah. it was a chore. <laughs> yeah. You, now, yeah, you had to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after receiving God's love for me, then loving others, loving God back is just a reflex reaction. That is that is so true. Then, that then is so right. Try. Yeah. No, that is so right. I, I I completely relate to that because I was for so for the first twenty years of my Christianity, I prayed often, God help me to love you more. Because I thought he was demanding my love. Yeah, I thought he was gotta demanding love God, I love God, love God. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I was the kind of Christian I wanted to do. I wanted to do anything God said. Yes. And so I wanted that. But then, just like you said, it happened to me too. I realized almost in a day that God wasn't demanding my love. He wanted me to know His love for me. Mm. And the rest of, and of course, once I saw that, then I fell in love with Him for real. I mean, I didn't try to love him. I loved him. I haven't prayed, God, help me love you more. I haven't prayed that since that day <laughs> because I wake up every day in love with him. Yeah. And uh, and it does change everything. And that's why I don't think you can talk about God's love enough. Some people no. think you think you can. And there's there's a lot of things to say about God. But for me, it all if you're not established in that, then the rest of it is still just stuff. Sort of like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, it's just noise. But... You have got to know he's good. We've got to know his love in a way that's personal to us because that's the power. That's the secret sauce that really changes everything about us. And it, man, it opened my eyes to different. I saw people differently. I felt about people differently. And I, and today I'm loving how it makes my heart feel. I love that, that now, you know, just like you said, forgiveness is almost an automatic thing now. Now, Whereas before, sometimes I'd have to pray for months to try to get <laughs> forgiveness for somebody, you know, and I wanted to, but it was hard because yeah. it hurt too bad. Yeah. But now it's just like, I don't even have to think about it. You're forgiven. Okay. You, you did it. You're forgiven. 
<laughs> and that's the power. That's the power of the grace of God, the love of God. And that's why I'm crazy about it, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, our friend Sandra McCollum, she said that she used to think that love was the ABCs of Christianity. And then when she got a revelation of grace, she discovered that love is the whole alphabet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, I, yeah, and I relate to that. To me, it's everything. To me, everything revolves around that. I think, I think when we, you know, when we find out that he loves us just like we are, no matter what, even if we never changed anything for the better, that he loves us completely, that's when we really start to know our father. And then after that, it's just a matter of, we find it, we're, we're, we're knowing him more and more. And it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm going into the center of the universe and I'm just getting deeper into his heart. Mm. And it's just more love. It's just keeps amazing me that his love keeps showing, showing itself to be bigger than I thought it was time after time. And I don't know how deep this love is. I don't know how deep it goes. Eternity, I suppose. But that's deep. And my yeah. mind cannot comprehend that. No. <laughs> no. Think of no. that kind of, but we can taste it. We yeah. can at least, we can taste it. And that taste changes us. Yeah. And, and it uh, just gets you know, deeper so, and deeper, so, deeper. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so I've come to a place out where I, I don't care what you're doing no more. I don't care what your lifestyle is. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you're fighting for or fighting against and all this. I want you to know God loves you because I've tasted its power. And if you can taste that, if you can, if you can find out that God loves you the way we're talking about here, that other stuff will find its place. It just seems everything seems to work from that revelation right there. And I feel like that's what Jesus was doing when he came with not only with, with what he did with his death on the cross and everything around that, not only with everything he taught, but every way that he treated people was, was your father is good. Your father loves you. Your father cares. Your father, your father, your father. And that, and when we look around at this world, a lot of times there's things that can make us angry and, and upset, but We've got a lot of people out there that don't know daddy. <laughs> yeah. And of course they're hurting. They got an orphan spirit. They feel lost and it's all on them to try to protect themselves and save their world. And, uh, the simplicity of this gospel is really Simple. the answer for that. And it's powerful. Yeah. Ephesians talks about the, the length, the depth, the breadth, the height of God's love. It, it, it passes knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and he says, so and, and he says, and, and if you know it, then you will be filled, filled. with all the fullness of God, fullness of God, all yeah. the fullness of God, and that's love, and that's yeah. life, and and to wake up every day knowing that you're loved, wow, oh man, and also to to wake up feeling like you're loving, you're loving your people, you're loving humanity, it's 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 heaven on earth. It really is the heaven on earth experience to be, to be in, to be in love that way. And, uh, yeah, what a revelation to find out. Yeah. Be filled with all the fullness of God. The Amplified says, have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Absolutely. See, I love that. See, that's when I, why I wrote the book fullness. Cause, because 
that day I laid on the floor and God let me know that he loved me no matter what. For the first time in my life, after being a Christian and being in ministry most of those 20 years previous, my heart felt full. I, my lack disappeared. I knew that I had everything in Christ and I didn't need anything else anymore. I had him and I felt my life was full and I knew what it meant to say, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want because now I've got everything I need. That love was really what I was looking for. I thought, God, I need this, I need that. I found out that love was everything, I, that love was what I needed. Not only did it fulfill my heart, but it, it completed my faith because now I can trust a God who's wonderful and loves me just like I am. Now I can trust him. Now I have faith in God. Now I feel close to him. Now, now my faith is not a matter of trying to put God in a corner so he'll have to bless me. It's nothing like that now. It's God loves me and, and knows what's best and knows how to, how to do the best for me. I can trust daddy. Yeah. And it feels good to be home because, you know, I didn't, I didn't trust daddy. I didn't, I, I felt like he was displeased with me. He was demanding things from me. He was wanting things from me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I found out he's nothing like that. He, he digs me. Oh yeah, he digs me. I love it. And mm-hmm. for years, this makes me think about what I preached for years. I, I, I knew the definition of of love, agape, unconditional love, but I preached as though it was conditional. I preached I as, as <laughs> though it depended on me. To earn his love, to earn his approval, to earn his acceptance. It was all about what I had to do mm-hmm. to if. look at me, God. You know, yeah. I, I was obedient. So, mm-hmm. like, now you can bless me like I had to qualify for his blessings. And then, yeah. man, under grace, I discovered that, that scripture. I read it before, but I saw it in a whole new way. Like I said before, like scales fell off of my eyes. The scripture in Colossians says um, about giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to partake of the inheritance. I don't qualify myself. He qualifies me, right? And so for God's love, like I said, I knew the definition, but I preached as though it was conditional. If you do this, then God will do that. Right. Mm-hmm. God will bless you right. if you do this. So that's a con- that's a conditional love. Yeah. But once you understand, really understand what you're talking about, being unconditional, the love is not dependent upon me. It's dependent on him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. And because of that, everything else is, too. See, yeah. and, and another one that, that, that I saw after that was that my God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. And, and in other words, there's no lack. It's all, you've already got it all in him, in Christ, in, in Christ is everything supplied. And so we're not trying to do something in order to get something to come to us. We're living in the house where it's all around us now. Mm-hmm. And so the goodness of God is all a, a, a part of our lives. And, and, and so that's how we live in fullness of life. That's, that's, that's what the human heart has been looking for is that love of the father. We were created in the beginning to be the receivers of God's love, his goodness and his abundance. And uh, somebody said that, a, a, yeah. yeah. And somebody said that a person without love, 
uh, without being loved or knowing that they're loved is like a bird without wings. You're just, you're, you're not, you don't feel complete. And that's why knowing that love of Christ fills you with the fullness of God. Because the one thing I was looking for was that love of God. And I got, I got all the approval. I got, I got that sense of completeness finally. You know, I would say, yeah, we're complete in him. I preach it and I quote it, but I didn't feel complete until I knew that he loved me. Yeah. Wow. So good. Um, the Bible tells us that we are to be the salt of the earth. And what, what, what does that mean? Oh, that's, that's good. Okay. So we're talking about the love of God. Taste and see that the love is good. You know, when you eat, when you eat, when you when you eat food, you'll taste it. And sometimes you say, this needs something. You can tell if it doesn't have salt, you can tell. And if it does have salt, you can tell. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why he said, if the salt loses its savor, or if it loses its taste, then what good is it? It's just, it's just good for being thrown away because, because we're to bring a taste into this world. We're to bring the taste of God. And you and I, what we're talking about, what we have tasted, what we've experienced when we found out that God really, really loves us just as we are, we tasted the heart of the father and we've never been the same. That salt, in other words, we tasted a taste that like nothing else has. See, there's salt has a certain taste like nothing else has. We know when it's missing from food and we know when it's there because it's got a certain taste. And when you find out about the love of God, you know there's a certain taste about that love. You can hear another message that might be out of the Bible, but if it don't have that love, that don't have mm-hmm. that, you, you, you know it's not there. You can yeah. tell because you know what daddy feels like. You know what daddy sounds like. You know what daddy tastes like. And so we're to bring that taste into the world. We're not to we're not we're not to we're not to bring something that that just makes people more angry and want to fight us back. We're to bring the taste of God, and 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 that's why creation's longing for something because when they taste it, they'll know. And I've you know I've seen it many times in operation to where to where when we're able to to bring in the love and let people see and taste that love of God. That is what makes the difference. Judy and I have talked to people that have been totally, I mean, we talked to one person that right off the bat, this person said, I don't, I, I, I'm going to let you know right now, I don't like Christians. I think they're the biggest problem in this world. I don't like people that belong to a certain party, uh, uh, political party. I think they're the biggest problem in this world. I wish they all were gone. And mm-hmm. so um, Judy and I spent the next few hours telling this person about the love of God. This person who was raised in church, this person who was who was living a way that most church people would say is the worst way you can live. Um, we spent we spent four or five hours pouring out the love of God, saying, "Taste this, taste this." I know you I know you thought you were going to taste something else, but taste this. And this person tasted the love of God and said, "For the first time in my life, now I have hope. This is what we need." Please keep doing what you're doing. That's the love war right there. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's how you win. That's how you win this this world. This culture war that everybody's wanting to get involved in, mm-hmm. that's how you win it. There we go. Man, this is this is oh man, this is so good. If every Christian could get a hold of what you're talking about, man, 
It's so simple, but it starts, it's, it's profound, though. Yeah, and it starts by, with simply, you know, we, we only freely give what we freely receive. And that's why, that's why what God's doing as he's spreading this message of his grace, his goodness, his love, it's a big thing. And, of course, it's got opposition. Everything does. But it's so important because you can't do this. We can't bring that taste of God. We can't bring that salt to the earth until that salt has come to our heart, until we've tasted his goodness. And it's here. I mean, God's right here loving every one of mm -hmm. us all the time. But yeah. we've been ignorant of it. Our religion has blinded us to it a lot in a lot of cases. Uh, so many things will do that. But the true gospel, as you just said, it's the simplicity of this gospel that is the power to make people whole. The oh, simplicity of this. And it's that God is good. God loves you. He's gracious and he's kind. Yeah. I mean, That's people, it. you're right. People <laughs> are looking for this. I was sitting down. Uh, my wife and I had dinner with uh, a doctor, a wealthy doctor in town. His name is on some buildings and stuff because of he's, he's donated a um, certain amount of money. But um, we're sitting and having dinner with him and a group of people and his assistant, a gentleman who gets books for him. Uh, this doctor, he reads like a book a day or a book a month or something, something crazy. And, uh, and I was sharing with his assistant and you know, because he's all—they're all about those books and learning, and and I and I, in the conversation, this came up. I don't—I don't know how it came up, but I said, God is not mad at you; He's madly in love with you. And he thought that was so profound. It is. And 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 I, and I thought, man, the things that we know, these things that, of course. We don't know it all, and we're still growing and still learning. But just what we know already, just that, that simple truth, Rick, that God is not mad at us. He's madly in love yeah. with us. Yes. Religion has painted a, a different picture of God, that the world thinks that that's what God looks like. He's mean. He, he's mm -hmm. like a big bully in heaven with a giant fly swatter ready to clobber you with the least little infraction waiting on you to do something wrong. Yeah. And, and, and that's not the God of the Bible. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's not mad at, at anybody. He, he's no. madly in love with every person walking the face of this planet. And, and, and yes. the message that some people take for granted, the world is, is waiting to hear not just here, but to see it demonstrated. I shared Sunday, Rick. Um, I'm, I'm gonna let you go, uh, not let you go, but let you talk again. I don't want no, you to well, go. This is we, good. We got some some good stuff here. No, this I, is good. Was, We're talking. Yeah, and I was teaching uh, about the evidence of a witness. That's what I've been teaching here um, lately. So this this ties right in, and I talked about and and. Again, I'm I'm still growing and learning, and I saw something in a verse that I'd never seen before, Rick. When Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Sometimes we came from the same, we are cut from the same cloth. We came from Raymond Bible College, and we, we, we'd hear Brother Hagin say that many people are uh, waiting or 
uh, for the spectacular. They're looking for the spectacular, but miss the supernatural. And when I thought about the works of Jesus, typically I thought about just, you know, raising the dead, casting out demons, yeah. you know, signs and wonders, that, that kind of thing. And, and that is included, absolutely. We understand that. But we miss some of the other works of Jesus, like how he loved people. Mm-hmm. He encouraged people. Mm-hmm. He lifted people up. Yeah. He didn't condemn people. And to me, it's easy to see what God looks like because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? So yeah. all you got to do, follow Jesus around. Did he go around condemning people? No, it was the religious people that did that. Right. All the people that gave Jesus problems were the religious folks. The Bible says the common people heard Everything. him gladly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You, I mean, that's easy to see when you read it. They, they loved him. They followed him. They, they, he was the friend of sinners. <laughs> yeah, but it was always the religious that didn't. That's really good, Al. What you, what, uh, what you brought out about the greater works there, because you know I've been in the ministry over forty years, and 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 I've seen uh, almost ten. I've seen actually ten sets of blind eyes open. Four were completely blind. I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. We've, we have, you know. We've prayed for a lot of people over those times, seen a lot of supernatural things, had glory filled meetings where people all fell on the floor. We've, we've, we've seen so many things, but for 20 years, even though it was, it was, it was powerful, even though it was fun and people got blessed, I was still not satisfied because the only, there was a greater work that I had not experienced yet. And that was knowing that love of God and, and, and that greater work fulfilled me. So much that now I don't even, you know, I don't focus very much on the other things. It's just love of God has captivated me so much. It's all I want to preach about. It's all I want to talk about. And people say, well, don't you still pray for people and all? Oh, I'm willing. Sure. But let me tell you what's, what's, what's in front of my eyes right now. I'm still looking at this love (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, 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 and everything really revolves around that. Like I said, it'll, 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 It'll complete your faith to where you can receive from a wonderful, loving father. But, but, but that greater, that, that greater work that I was looking for, I found in the love of God. And, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful revelation when you see it, because it's funny how you can, for, 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 for 20 years, I could say every day, God loves us. God loves me. God loves you. But man, it's one thing to know it in your head and another thing to feel it in your heart and to believe it and to know it. And a part of it was I had to, you know, the, the way I got it and the story I tell is I laid on the floor one day and, and, uh, and I just said, I said, father, I, I don't have any more ideas I said nothing else. I can't get to the top of this mountain. I have done everything I know. And then some, and I said, I don't, I'm just, I'm going to quit trying. I wasn't quitting God, but I said, I'm just going to quit trying. And it was like, God said, good. Are you done now? Because he didn't need any of that stuff from me. He wanted me to know that he loved him. And I, I thought what I was looking for to be fulfilled was greater anointing, bigger ministry, yeah. um, more, more power demonstrations, more of something, a bigger revival in my ministry, something. But what I found out was I was looking for love all of my life, all of my life. This boy that felt unlovable 
found love that day and it changed my world and I've never been the same. And I love the beauty of talking about that love to people because I see a world that are, even if they're against me, they're not my enemies. They're feeling the same way that I was feeling. They're looking for the same thing I was looking for. They think they want something else. They're angry and they're mad because they think they want something else. But this is what they want. This will bring them home right here. Man, that's so good. Wow. This is powerful stuff, man. What do you I like see? it. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. What do you see as the greatest purpose for, for the church? <clears throat> With the salt of the earth. I think the greatest purpose in the church, if you look at what's going on in the world, and we're all aware of it more than we've ever been, is that we're to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And it's a kingdom of 100% love and life and light. And so there's a love the world has not seen. They've seen all of our moralities. Mm. We've demanded morality. Mm. They've seen they've seen all the rules. They've seen all the good versus evil stuff going on. They've seen that we've taken stands for this and that and the other. And every time creation says that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> But there is a love that's real. There is a love. And while, uh, you know, I say often, while even, you know, put it in a political realm, while some people are marching under the banner of the donkey and some are marching under the banner of the elephant, there's some of us marching under a different banner. And his banner over us is love. Love. And so I see a king. I I see a king marching and carrying a banner. And there's some of us have got in line with him and said, "We'll, we'll march under this banner. While the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing, we're marching under this banner of love. And we say, here, we're in the name of him who is love. Mm-hmm. And that becomes our mission. That becomes our thing. And and um, not, if we'll look at it, nothing else will really work. And we can change all the rules and all the laws. And I, and I know that there are righteous causes. And, and, you know, history shows people have fought for things. And it's made it better, you know, for people. But overall... Overall, the greatest mission that we have that normal humanity cannot do is to bring in this love that has been poured into our hearts and, uh, and, to, and to, 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 to water and to salt the earth with it. But that's what I see. I see that banner of love that we're marching under and we're saying, you know what? While you've been fighting over this and that and the other, let me show you this. Because what, we, what we're doing in the world, if we don't see this love, we're going to keep fighting over bones in this world while Jesus is standing here with a big juicy steak in his hand saying, why are you guys fighting over that? I can give you this. And it's his heart, his love. <laughs> Man, that's so good. I got a preacher friend of mine that would say, listen, that's, I wanted to jump in. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to say, <laughs> listen, because it saddens me, Rick. It really saddens me to see Christians get sidetracked off of the mm-hmm. main mission of being the salt of the earth, showing the love of the Father. Because you really can't serve two masters. If you're going to serve politics, you're going to get... Mm -hmm. Now, it's cool to vote. I I believe you should Mm -hmm. vote. But that's not the gospel. That's not going to change anybody. No. We've seen different presidents and... In all my years, I've never seen a president change somebody's life. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, having a certain president or somebody they like, they get so excited mm-hmm. when they win, and but mm-hmm. their life remains the same. Right. And they never bring in the kingdom of God, <laughs> even no. though some people think they will. And, no, they, you know, they, Richard, have their, they have their role. All right. Right. I mean, we right. need presidents. We need congressmen. We yeah. need senators. We, we need councilmen. We need all that. We need judges. We do, we need school teachers and administrators and all, all of that. But the gospel is the message. The gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching God's unconditional love and grace, the finished work of Jesus. Man, it's the best news that hardly has ever been told. Yes. And that brings the kingdom of heaven into in, into the earth right there that gospel right. that's what changes the, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of natural things that need to be done in this world there's a lot of governing things that that you just you, that need to be done yes but then there's the kingdom of heaven that's yeah. a whole different thing and, you know and what you said what's what happens to a lot of us christians we get like i say get we get hijacked by the current events and jesus called it distractions you know he said there's, you know, the four types of ground. There's one kind of ground. The, 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 the plant is not dry. It's not dying. If the plant is alive, but it's not being fruitful, not bearing fruit. He says, because of the cares of this life and the distractions or desires for other things makes it unfruitful. And a lot of times we're being sidetracked or hijacked by the current events of this world. And we're losing sight of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of his love. And, and so we're not manifesting love, joy, and peace, and gentleness, goodness, and kindness. We're manifesting fear. We're manifesting anger. And if we keep letting it go, then we start manifesting hate towards certain people or certain groups of people. See, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. No. And, and that's all simply because we got hijacked. We got distracted and started looking at the current events more than we were looking at the kingdom that's within us or the heart of the Father. Yeah. So... Preaching grace, goodness, and love. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. No, um, I wanted to ask, specifically apply that to the whole racial tension. There's a lot of racial tension in the earth today. Yeah. Now, all over the world, but I live here in America like you, and we mm-hmm. see it a lot. And a lot of these folks are Jesus people. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they they just fight each other, um, mm-hmm. like I'm black, you're white Indian. I don't know what you are, Rick, but <laughs> you're my brother, <clears throat> and <clears throat> it, it's 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 wonderful to have variety, different you know black, brown, mm-hmm. red, yellow, yeah. white, right? Five classes uh-huh. of Homo sapiens walking the earth. And if we can get the message that, that you're talking about today, the message that mm-hmm. Jesus gave us to mm-hmm. to demonstrate on the earth and to walk out, man, it then it it fixes all of that. It does. It does. So, you know, I've, I assume this is true. I've not done it. But I read that you can put red ants and black ants in the same jar and they'll just go to work and do their thing. They'll dig their tunnels, and but if you take that jar and shake it, then they then the red ants think the black ants are doing it, and black thinks the reds are doing it. So then they start fighting each other. So I tell people, you know, who's shaking the jar around here? Who's you know? 
who's making it, who's, who's, who's stirring everybody up to, to, to be angry. And what, what we have is a mindset that it's us versus them. Mm -hmm. And if that old tree of knowledge of good and evil says, says there's a good side and a bad side. And the funny thing is whatever side we're on, we think it's the good side. <laughs> we're right. always going to think that. And so then if they're different than us or think different than us or say, then we think that's the bad side. And so, so you have this opposition going on and, um, uh, so it's, it's, it's always this us versus them in the kingdom of heaven. There isn't that there's a spirit of understanding that wants to understand because what, what people will do, what, what carnal mindedness will do. We try to simplify other people and we say, oh, the reason they're doing that is just because they want whatever. And we don't know. And, and I tell, you know, I tell a, 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 a white person, you can never really know completely the black experience because you're not that and vice versa. So let's understand that you don't understand everything. You don't, you don't know everything about this. And so here's what Judy and I did, Al. We, when that whole thing started, you know, a, a few years ago, got getting real big on purpose, we st we, we'd approach strangers. We said, talk to us, you know, tell us mm -hmm. your experience. What do you feel? Because I don't know, but I want to know. I want to understand. See, love will will do that. Love will 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 be curious enough to say, you know what? We're a big family here with different experiences. So tell me, because yours is just as valid as mine is. And so, love will do that. Love has a different motivation. It's not, love is not to justify itself and say we're right and you're wrong. And that's what you have. Is you have you'll, you'll get these groups of people against each other because. They think they're right and, 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 the, and the other one's wrong. And love, love doesn't see the line. See, here's, I've noticed this in my walk with the father. Those lines of separation have disappeared in, in my eyes. I see the variety. The variety is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But the separation that says, that, that says it has to be this side or that side, God didn't make those lines. We make those lines up in our in our mind. We make the mm -hmm. lines up whether it's racial or even national or religious or, or 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 sexual or whatever. We make these lines in our mind, and it's carnal. And love, something happens with the power of love that just I've seen it in my life. It just changes me. I've I've asked God, I said, "Where are these lines gone? I don't see that anymore." They. I, I'm one with these, with these, these people. And, and there was a, here's something that helped me a lot. Paul was writing in, in first Corinthians and he made a statement. He said, we give greater honor to the parts of the body that look less honorable. So if we're looking see a lot of times, some of our, white brothers and sisters, they were mad at some of the, the black folk because they saw some, some rioting going on and some destructive things going on. So they condemned that whole thing. And, uh, and I said, what if we were to step up higher and give honor to those, even though it looks to be less honorable to you, why don't we give double honor? Paul said, mm. see, now we're getting into the supernatural love. Now we're getting into a love that goes past understanding and it's not logical because logical love is merit love. People get love if they deserve it. But now you see people that are doing things you don't like and now you're going to give them double honor. You're going to treat them well. 
rather than having someone say on this corner, say black lives matter with a sign and someone and others have a sign that says all lives matter or blue lives matter and them yelling at each other. What about God is for you? Yeah. These people and God is also for you and he is with you all around you and beside you and all that. Why, why, why don't we, we, we can do that rather than, uh, and give honor and it's not based on merit. And once you start giving honor to the human person, I don't care if they're hetero, homo, black, white, Republican, Democrat, this nation, that nation, if we can start giving double honor to people that are different, maybe they think different, maybe they oppose us, but still see them as worthy because God yeah. does. This is the thing that we don't get. We think we still think God, God is a merit God. And he, mm. he's not like that. He doesn't give according to merit. He gives, he gives according to his own heart and his love. You know, when I tip somebody at a restaurant, I used to tip according to the job that they had done. Now, sometimes they can do a bad job and I don't tip according to what they've earned on their job. I tip according to my own goodness. And I think my father taught me that that's because good. that's how he tips me. <laughs> and good. so, so, so that's how God is. I learned that's how he is because he'd been, he'd been tipping me and he'd been blessing me according <laughs> to how good he is, not how oh, good Rick's been. Thank you, Lord. And if we can see if, and if he's, if he's done that for me, it so changes good. me. And I, it makes me start to be able to do that to the rest of the world. Even if I don't agree with them, they're still worthy of double honor or a double tip. <laughs> yeah. And I can treat them as honorable instead of hating them and looking down upon them as if they're less than me and I'm better than them because I'm not better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it just changes how we look. We we want to we we want to be we want to honor people and not hate people. And I, and if we'll honor people, something happens in our heart that it elevates us and makes us feel and look like real children of God. And that's who we are. Yeah. And we just were, got, we got to restart. Yeah. Go ahead. I just going to say, we, we want to start responding to what the spirit is really prompting us to, because mm -hmm. it's in there. It's yeah. prompting us to do that. And I want to tell people it's okay because the, the culture and the media is telling you it's not okay. You got to fight these people. Mm -hmm. If you don't fight them, they're going to take over the world and everything's going to hell. No, 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 no. That's fear. Yeah. But the spirit, if you listen to your spirit, the spirit is prompting us to this love and to do something that looks, it might look crazy to, to, to the logical mind, but to be able to give double honor to those that look like they don't deserve it. That's powerful. Yeah. I'm going to say something and then I'm going to let you respond and then I'll, I'll let you go. But um, I was thinking as you were sharing about the whole rioting thing, people riot and tear up stuff that other people's property and all that past that and it's wrong but uh not but but not but 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 there's hurting people who do that they're they're doing it because they're hurting mm -hmm. and it all goes back to what you're talking about is showing people this love because when you get into these political battles I noticed that people that were complaining, oh, man, I saw it all over Facebook. How can these people just ride and tear up things? Again, there's no excuse for it. But, like, why? Why are they doing all this? They should, you know, that's just so wrong. But then when people start um, storming the Capitol building, 
It's okay. Tearing up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tearing up the Capitol building, right? Yeah. Storming it. I mean, that's like, okay, so hurting people again. They're hurting about right. something, right? Right. And so the same people that criticize others for rioting, they were mm-hmm. silent, quiet as a church mouse mm-hmm. when that started happening. Yeah. Because, man, um, you know, evil is no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on. So Come the, on. the solution is not condemning this and condemning that and, and throwing stones and throwing rocks, but it's demonstrating, demonstrating the love of God. And I, I've stayed out of politics. That's not my lane. God did not call me for politics, and, and I believe I got a good example for that, and that's Jesus. Now, I've been criticized for not getting into politics, not taking a stand about this, not taking a stand. Mm-hmm. I get it from both sides. I should stand mm-hmm. up and, and, and talk about the woke the, the woke. Mm-hmm. people and then other people say well you know you should stand up and talk about you know these white folks talking about uh, or you know stand up against the police what the police are doing and killing black folks things like that you know that's wrong you know I'm not for what police let me just say that right off the bat I'm not for police killing anybody unjustly alright and I think anybody that, that does wrong needs to be um Held accountable. Take, held accountable, and that's why we got laws, and that's why we have the court mm-hmm. system and all that. But my job as a pastor, as a minister, and I get it from Jesus. Now, I don't know if you've seen The Chosen, but um, I, I love watching The Chosen. And one of the things that, that I did, I, I, I missed reading the Bible. I've read read the Bible, you know, and uh, several times. And so I've never seen how when Jesus came and that it it just really brought out to me the whole landscape and how the Jews were looking for a savior who was going to come and deliver them from the Romans because the Romans had their boot on the Jews neck. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came in a way that they weren't looking for. And he's coming preaching the kingdom of God, like you're talking about, Mm-hmm. And they were, they were confused because they thought he was coming to do something political, mm-hmm. right? Something in the natural. He had the power to do anything he wanted, and yeah. he chose to preach the gospel. He went about uh, doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, preaching uh, the kingdom of God, teaching, healing the sick. Raising the dead, casting out demons, demonstrating love to people, right? And even right before he left, after he went to the cross, took our sins, right before he went up to be seated at the right hand of the Father, they still ask him, "Will, will you, will you at this time restore the the uh, the, the king the kingdom to to the Jews?" Is like, no, go in that room I told you about. Wait in Jerusalem. I'm going to give you power. So you can be witnesses. Yeah. They still were talking about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is he, see, people are looking for him to win a, a, an earthly game or a temporal game. Uh, the, people we're, people get all caught up trying to win a short game and God's playing a long game, mm-hmm. which, is, which is why he brought in the kingdom. 
because what they really needed was not just to be delivered from the Romans. That's just a temporary thing that's going to have that, that, that could have happened. But he brought in the eternal thing, the eternal difference for all of mankind. And, and, uh, and I have seen the chosen and I love, love how they do it. It's, it's amazing to me. I, I can't wait till the next season starts, but, <laughs> but in, 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 in what you were mentioning about, you know, the rioting on this side and that side, a problem that we have is that we're choosing earthly teams and we're fighting for earthly teams when there's another team, there's another side. So Judy and I, we had our, our, our podcast is called the third option for that very reason, mm. because, because humans think in binary terms, it's just this side or that side. Mm-hmm. But I say, there's another side, there's a third option and that's the kingdom of heaven. Because really, whether, whether really, whether the left wins or the right wins, they both end up losing still. They're both fighting in death there, whether it's mm-hmm. this side or that side of this race or that race. It's, it's all just earthly things. And it's still in that realm of, of worldliness and death. And, and the third option is that is the kingdom of God that we keep referring to. And that's to bring in the, the love of God, which will heal this earth. Yeah. And, and so that's what's going on. And, and with that, you know, one of the, one of the facets of the Holy Spirit, or one of his names, is the spirit of understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and the word says, in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom and understanding. And understanding says, just like you, and I'm so glad you brought it out, there's not excuses for what we do, but there are reasons for what we do. There's not an excuse for burning down people's businesses, but there are reasons that, that we should want to understand, because these are human hearts that are hurting, that God loves very much and thinks that they're very precious. It's not just evil. It's not just because other people are evil and we're good. God loves all people. And because to God, they're all precious Mm -hmm. and they're beautiful. They are that pearl of great price that he cares about. So why are they hurting so bad? Let's understand. It's important to know. And if we care, if, and true love cares enough, to at least want to understand. Why are you hurting, brother? Why are you hurting so bad that you feel so frustrated that you have to do these things that I don't understand? And love wants to do that. Yes. And if we'll, we'll let, and, and, and I, see, this is why Judy and I have on purpose, we have gone into worlds that in our church bubble, we don't get to touch. We stay, we stay insulated from those things in our church bubble if we let it. So on purpose, Judy and I have done it in our travels. We have made it a point that we go and we talk to people and say, why are you hurting? We've, we've approached strangers. Why are you hurting? Why? You know, what is your thoughts on these things? We want to know. Man, that has opened up our world and it's opened up our hearts and it's gotten me out of the tiny little things that the media wants me to think. And it's gotten me into reality. And I realize, you know what? Every one of these people in this world, I don't care what their political belief is or what's what they're angry about right now. They're precious. They're beautiful. And they're wonderful creations of God. And they're hurting. And can't we, instead of fighting them, instead of hating them, can't we feed them the fruit of the spirit, which is love. You know, the Bible says in, in, in Revelation that that fruit of these trees, which is us, we are those trees of righteousness that look just like the tree of life. He says, our fruit is for food. So what do we give to someone who 
maybe they hate the political party that you belong to. Or maybe they hate your, your skin color or what, what do we give to people like that? We give them fruit. We give them love. We give them joy. We give them peace. We don't give them our fear. We don't give them our anger. We don't give them our hate. We give them love, which includes understanding. And that's, that's the taste of God. What a wonderful gift. What a wonderful way to win <laughs> in the culture wars that are happening in this world. There is a way to win this that the church hasn't tapped into real big yet. And we're carrying it right here in our hearts. We've got the answer. Thank you. But see, we, we, want, we don't want to be carnal. We don't want to let the world trap us and tease us and, and tempt us into joining their, their fear and their anger because we live in a place of love where that casts mm -hmm. out all that fear. Yes. And it, 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 and it gives us the power to actually win, to actually change. This is how we win. Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. said the best way to defeat an enemy is to make him your friend. Mm. I love that. So good. Jesus took all the sinners and made them his friends. <laughs> yeah. It's not a carnal war. It's a love war, everybody. It's a little let's, more. <laughs> yes, let's get out of our church box and get out there and touch people. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Let's let's change the flavor. Let's put the flavor back in life for people. Amen. Nah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Rick, I'm going to let you go, man. But um, I want you to, if you would, just pray for all everybody yeah. who's listening today. Okay, thank you. Uh, it, it's 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 similar to the prayer that Paul prayed. I, I real I I pray for everybody listening to this that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God would happen. That the eyes of our understanding would be open to see the beauty of this wonderful love and power that He's placed and poured into our hearts. And I pray that people that maybe were confused about the character, nature, and love of God, that, that this would help to open up something where you could see and understand that that love of God loves you without any conditions. If you never changed another thing and never got any better, it wouldn't change a thing because God doesn't love a future version of you. He loves you right now, and he does everybody else that's in this world. And let that love be your claim to fame. That love would be would be your would would be your mission. That love would be your reason for living. That love would cause you to 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 rise up in the morning with a smile on your face when you wake up, knowing that you're that you're you're compassed about with the love of God, and you're in the best place, the safest place you can be, and everything is fine because the Lord is with you, and He'll always lead you and always be with you in that love. And that that fullness of God would fill your heart and you would know that that love of the Father, that you're worthy of that love, that you're lovable in the place that you are right now. Hallelujah. And that that love that you receive would be a love that starts to pour out because that's really what you want. You want to be able to bless. You want to be able to give. You want to be able to love. And that's what you're going to be able to do. And I thank you, Father for the power of your spirit to do the things that none of us can do on our own. But I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ooh, I'm full. This was so, yeah, so cool. refreshing, Rick. Thanks for sharing with this us. This has been today. good, Al. Yes, no, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. We've been, on for, we've been on for a minute, man. It's just... <laughs> it just is so good, man. I don't want to let you go. How can people connect you with you, bro? 
uh, rickmanis.com. My name is R-I-C-K Manis, M-A-N-I-S, one N, rickmanis.com. And you can find everything right there. Our podcast is there. All our products are there. Our calendar's there. Um, yeah, go there. That, you'll find it all right there. All right, good. And we'll put all of Rick's um, information in the show notes, all of the links to wherever you find Rick. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Hey, thank you, Al. This was good fellowship. It's good to talking with you. Yeah, man. Sure Great conversation, you. bro. Yes. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks, everybody, for joining. And uh, Rick, blessings to you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. All Same right. to you. All right. I'm out. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.